0: Welcome to On Texas Football, the day after Jerry Hamilton alongside Bobby Burton. Uh, This is the episode of On Texas Football. This is the grades episode. Uh, Each and every week we're going to tell you all where we think the Longhorns graded position by position, Jerry. Um, Let's go ahead and start. It was a 37-10 win, but the Longhorns were kind of slow out of the gate, sputtered on offense in the first half off to a 16-3 lead. You could say some of that might be due to the quarterback play. Quinn Ewers missed uh, at least two deep balls uh, that had a real opportunity to connect. Uh, Let's talk about what grade we gave uh, Quinn Ewers and uh, the quarterback room.
1: Yeah, uh, Bobby, I I, I would go C+. Uh, I mean, I think uh, um, there's some issues there with the deep ball. I think Quinn laterally, he's got a – you want him to stand in the pocket. Uh, You want him to play in the pocket, climb the pocket. But if there's pressure up the middle, I think he's got to be quicker to react to that. Um, And I I think too many times there, there's, you know, he's always been able to get away with the back foot throws down the field because his arm is so strong. But at this level, that's just, that makes you late uh, because you're playing with faster guys and guys that can close on the football quicker. So I I go C+. I think once he settled in, once they went to more of the RPO game, he looked much more comfortable. That's the question.
0: That's the question. I mean, I just don't think he's a drop back quarterback. And that's a lot of Sark likes to do that stuff off of play action. And whether it's, I, I use the term, his feet get muddled. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like they're, they just don't, it doesn't look right. Um, and I think it gets him off, um, off timing. That long throw down the sideline to Xavier Worthy that Worthy tried to climb back and make an admirable effort on, that was late. The ball to Worthy over the over on the right sideline, uh, that was thrown out of bounds and and looked like he tried to, uh, looked like he tried to draw some rain from the clouds that went up so high. I I just felt like it was an uneven performance. Yeah. It wasn't a horrible one, though. No. So, so let's be clear it was
1: uneven because look, he had some pressure on him up the middle. Yes. And if you're a pocket passing quarterback and people can get pressure, they Rice attacked the guards. If you can get pressure up the middle on a pocket-passing quarterback, you're going to affect their ability to throw it deep. One thing he did do well, he escaped the pocket forward. Yes. A couple
0: times he had a chance to go sideways, and he chose to go forward. That could be a harbinger of good things to come for him because if he gets one or two free first downs like that on third and longs throughout a football game as the year wears on, Jerry, that's going to keep drives alive for the University of Texas. All right. No. Uh, not we we we're gonna spend more time on Quinn and other shows. Uh we want to move forward on this. Malik Murphy, by the way, got a couple of uh throws in. He has an absolute hose. He threw a ball
1: to Isaiah Naor that about took Nayor's fingernails off. Uh I thought it was just and, and by the way, you could tell that was his first college game action, catching the snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of an issue for him, a little bit. Well, uh, he was the, the first nerves. Yeah, the first one was a
0: bad snap, low. Right. The sec, uh, the last one that he and uh, Savion Red kind of bubbled. Uh, but uh, I, I look, what an arm uh, that, that Malik Murphy has. It's a shame, however,
1: that we did not see Arch Manning. But All he, right, the was, quarterback. he was warming up in the fourth quarter, right? I think. If that, if Texas had not given up that touchdown drive, if they had a little more time on the clock, I think you would have seen him.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right, let's go running back, Jerry. We gave him a B minus. Uh, here's my thoughts. I, you and I, we've talked about this ahead of time. We came close to just giving them an incomplete, right? right. Said Baxter goes out. The offensive line didn't look all that great. How do you really grade him? We ended up going with a B-minus in part because uh, if it were just Jaden Blue, I probably would have given him an A-minus uh, because he played hard. But Jonathan Brooks had an uneven performance, in my opinion. Uh, the, the drop pass was a difference in four points. Yeah, I mean Texas goes up twenty to three at halftime instead of sixteen to three, a three score game instead of a two two score game. Outside of that, it's hard to find uh, any kind of issue with the running backs yesterday.
1: No, yeah, I, th- I thought they played with great effort yesterday. Obviously, it's a season opener. If they didn't, you have real issues. Uh, but I think the drop, the t- drop touchdown by Jonathan Brooks there, and it's and and I, I wanted to give incomplete because right when Cedric Baxter was getting going, he got hurt. I mean, just when Texas started to open up that backside crease for him and he saw it and he hit it, and he has a 32-yard, what, 32, 35-yard run and goes down uh, with with the uh, right either shoulder uh, sternum injury. We'll see which one that is. But, yeah, I thought Jaden Blue, look, he's really good if you can get him in space. Um, And I think Texas had enough of that. But he also made some good cuts in the hole to get to that second level especially working behind Neto and Kelvin, but that's a different position.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about receivers now, Jerry. I think we go next and uh, great of an A for them, you think? Uh, yeah. I, I only counted, I, let's let's say this, Brooks did have a drop, but I only counted one drop, one true drop from the receivers. And that was Nayor who uh, uh, dropped that uh, little in route, that slant uh, from Murphy late in the fourth quarter. I don't really count, Uh, Xavier Worthy's ball a drop, uh, even though it did go incomplete. What were your thoughts overall
1: about receiver? Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting is Texas has two guys that can beat man coverage now. And you saw both of them do that. Um, I thought Xavier Worthy looked like an improved football player. The the play where he climbed the Rice DBs uh, back on that long pass that was late for Quinn, which you mentioned earlier. That is a play that the NFL scouts are going to like because last year, I'm not sure he makes that play on the ball. He had both hands on the ball over the Rice DB's back. Just a tough play to bring in because your momentum going away from the football. Uh, but I thought his, his ability to change direction, um, he is going to cause issues. He is a tough cover the way he can gear down and then get out of those breaks with explosiveness. Uh, then I thought, you know, look, Jordan Whittington, they didn't show much with Jordan Whittington. Um, so you could almost go incomplete on a few positions here because if, uh, because next week's going to really tell a story of the plans for these guys. But um, I thought Jordan Whittington on his opportunity looked really good. I thought Jonte Cook was interesting. He showed his talent. But I think the one thing that you always notice with freshman receivers, he caught that ball kind of shallow crosser, right, Bobby? And what did he do? He's used to running to the sidelines, turning up the sidelines, and getting 20 yards. And he, if he would have just turned up the field initially and gotten vertical – that he he could have made a bigger play. So that's one of those freshman receiver plays that we're going to see these guys how they develop because now they're going to see it on film. It's one thing to go through practicing on practice field, but on game film, Chris Jackson will be able to say, "Look, this is the difference between high school and college football." Jonte, you can get to the sidelines, turn up the sidelines, and beat those guys in high school. At this level, you can't. So you have to make that decisive cut earlier, closer to the hash.
0: I think it's a great point. One other thing I would say uh, that uh, is a concerning to me a little bit. I didn't like some effort, maybe, or uh, some ability on uh, AD Mitchell's blocking. Yeah, that, that was that was
1: a little bit of a. Eh, he could have definitely done better there. Yeah, he gave a hip check on fourth and one, and that that wasn't you know that wasn't going to get the yard. <laughs> he did not look good in a bubble screen to, to Jordan Whittington later either, which. Right. Uh, was a little questionable. All right,
0: let's uh, let's let's move forward to tight ends now, Jerry. Uh, JT Sanders with the big touchdown catch. Gunnar Helm played. Juan Davis uh, was in, saw some action, as well as Nathan Hatter. Hatter got a pass interference penalty. Uh, Juan Davis looked
1: okay. But really, this was about JT Sanders and Gunnar Helm. Uh, what was your thoughts there? Yeah, I think Sanders didn't get uh, the opportunities, maybe, uh, that you thought he would get in this game, uh, whether that was just Quinn maybe throwing it early there and hitting him in the helmet, uh, feeling a little pressure that maybe wasn't there at that on that play. Uh, But look, when he did get ability to you know chance to have a catch and run, he showed what he's going to do. He's going to be tough to bring down for the first defender. Um, Gunnar Helm didn't really see enough to give him an accurate grade, but I think the uh, I I think Alabama is going to be interesting because I think Texas is going to try to attack the linebackers for Bama.
0: Gotcha. I went with a B plus because of the uh, the pass or the catch and run. Yeah. Uh, from uh, JT Sanders that was a one play drive Texas didn't have near enough of those last year right yeah uh, big play out of the tight end not every tight end can outrun the secondary uh, down the middle of the field right uh I would say that I, if I had a concern Jerry it was blocking from Gunnar Helm uh, I did not see him on that fourth and one play really pinch down and get somebody yes. uh, at this point all right let's go and turn to what may be the most controversial Uh, of the grades here. I say controversial, but I don't know if it's actually going to be controversial at all, and that's the offensive line. What are your thoughts there
1: on Kyle Flood's group? Yeah, I thought – look, I thought DJ Campbell looked like a guy making his first start in college football. Yep. I I think he was a little slow, maybe slow off the ball, slow to react at times. Um, And I I think Rice tested the guards. I I really think they ran some games at the guards uh, to get pressures, and I think they were effective in that. Um, yeah, I thought Christian Jones, Kelvin Banks were solid. Banks may have given up one sack, but I think he also thought he had help from Hayden Connor, who turned his back on that play. Um, but I, you know, I thought C C to C plus for that group. I mean, I thought they got better in the run game. Um, when Hayden Connor went the right guard after DJ Campbell got hurt, and Neto was at left guard. I thought they moved, there was more move now. Rice was tired then, too. So you got to kind of say, okay, was. That Rice D line didn't, maybe didn't have the same oomph they had at the beginning of the game, but still, I think Neto gives you something alongside Kelvin Banks that they need in the run game. Boy, you could not have said it better. We gave them a C overall. I, you and
0: I debated. I, I was closer to a C minus D plus. Yeah, you were more in that C range. I mean, we we were we were. This is an interesting game because Rice to to Rod Baber's credit, he he talked about this pregame how he thought Rice was going to do some things defensively. And send different numbers and try to do some create some fake pressure and then get free inside, and they did that. Uh, Kyle Flood's group has to react better going forward. Uh, DJ Campbell, uh, like you said, an an early questionable performance. He came out uh, roughly around the third quarter. Neto went in, finished the game. Uh, we'll see uh, what happened there with uh,
1: with DJ. I, I, he Bob fell Owens. back on his uh, fell back on his knee. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I, I think so. But I want to say this. I mean, there's there. You know, did Texas hold back some stuff for Bama? Sure, they did. But but let's see if the same issues persist uh, are, are persistent. I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to be the key. We're going to get into the Alabama game, but it's an offensive line game for Texas. If the offensive line doesn't play better than they did yesterday, they're not going to win. No, no chance. And Quinn, by the way, both of those, both of those factors. And all Quinn right, has uh, confidence that he's going to have pass protection up front.
0: Got it. No doubt. He's got to get better. Uh, all right. Got to get better help uh, up front. This episode of On Texas Football is brought to you by the Rodman Firm, PLLC. It's a uh, legal firm. Uh, Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in residential and commercial real estate construction business, estate planning, and probate, oil and gas, and agriculture. And he's doing it throughout the state of Texas, not just in uh, the Woodlands area anymore. Uh, he's got the uh, guys that, that are he's doing it across the state. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. That's 281-343-3382. We appreciate his sponsorship of uh, the Horn's grades here on Sunday. Hey, Jerry, I want to go back now uh, and give the
1: offense overall a grade. What are your thoughts there? Um, C-plus to B-minus. I mean, I I could go either way on that. Um, I don't think – I I definitely don't think it was a performance offensively at quarterback, um, at offensive line, at tight end that – we're saying, okay, Texas, if that's the way they're playing, they're going to maximize their season. I didn't, I didn't, my see, I didn't see any of that.
0: Yesterday. Here's my question. Do they win the majority of conference games with that offense? Well, the Big 12 looked awful yesterday. Oh, um, no. oh, God. <laughs> I mean, um, Brett, 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 your couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's
1: probably headed to Rucker Park this morning for more basketball, but, um, <laughs> um,
0: Download June's journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I don't think so. Iffy. Yeah. Ify. That's, what, that's what I think. You know, too. Yesterday. All yeah. right. Uh, we'll, we'll move on over to the, uh, excuse me, to the defensive side of the ball here uh, and the defensive line, Jerry, your thoughts on those guys up front. Uh, we thought going in that they were going to be the leaders of the defense. I felt like they clogged the run. I mean, Rice had, what, 27 yards rushing at one point in the game on 27 carries? Yeah. I mean, the, the guys up front did their jobs, at
1: least in the run game. Yeah, in the run game for sure. Tavondre Sweat was terrific, tremendous. Byron Murphy, obviously the stats don't show up, but I think he played really well against the run. Um, I thought what was interesting, as you said, run against the run. I thought they were just what you thought they would be. Um, they were stout against the run. They were winning one-on-one battles. They were pushing the pocket. They were winning the line of scrimmage. Uh, they had active hands in passing lanes. Alfred Collins, when they went to the uh, maybe the more of the bare front um, that they showed yesterday. So I thought those guys played well. Pass rush-wise, I mean, they got pressure up the middle, but it was more power rush up the middle for me. Um, and maybe all the things we were hearing about Dre Bledsoe, Alfred Collins, being in the, the lap of the quarterback all fall, was showing on the guard position for Texas against Rice yesterday, so Maybe that's low. So. and that's not good. Game. No, that's that's not good. Now, that's um, the one thing I take away. Is we'd heard all fall about Jere Bledsoe and Alfred Collins and how how much they were getting to the quarterback and the pressure they were getting. Well, I think we saw why a little bit yesterday because Rice was getting pressure a- against the Texas guards as well.
0: Speaking with Jerry Hamilton of Inside <laughs> Texas and on three sports, uh, defense line gets an a, a, A minus grade. This was a surprising one to us, Jerry, I think. The edge guys, we give a B plus two. Uh, Baron Sorrell had a relatively quiet day. Ethan Burke with one and a half sacks. I, I think that's how many Ovia Gufu had all of last year, by right. the way. But really the story of the game to me was Chris Ross. Yes. I mean,
1: you know, Chris Ross came in and actually did some really nice things, particularly in pass rush. Oh, there's no doubt. He has the quickest first and second step of any edge player. I, it, it's obvious. I mean, and look, he had that in, he had that in high school, but you looked at him and evaluated him different because he was 267 as a senior playing defensive tackle. And you were thinking, okay, what's this guy, guy going to be like at 290 pounds as a, as a three-tech, as a disruptive guy? He's a 200 – he lost 30 pounds. Now he's back up to 255. But he can give Texas something off the edge. Um, now he's so quick, he's got to watch out, watch running himself out of plays. Sometimes he's so quick, he's got to control it. But he definitely gave Texas some uh, quarterback hurry ability off the edge. I'll tell you the other interesting thing, and Ian Boyd and I were talking about it on the uh, watch along with Aaron Hogan. Ethan Burke's sat came out of a two point stance, and it's interesting to me because you know Ian and I went back and forth on it, and. and And we agreed, Ethan didn't really play out of a two-point stance much in high school. But I think his athleticism carries over from lacrosse to football in a two-point stance in a weird way to talk about an athlete. Because he's been playing on two feet with reactive quickness. He's in his eye level's been here his whole life as an athlete in the sport he was great at. So he may just – he's really quick – but because he's so tall, Bobby. Is he better as in a two-point stance rushing the passer? Something to watch down the line because he definitely is quicker and has and gets after it more and gets more vertical out of a two-point stance.
0: I gotta say this: he actually was better in run support than he's I expected. Tough. Yes, yeah. He he made some guys turn yeah. back, turn the ball back inside when I thought they were going to hook him. Bobby, uh, hey, I'll, I'll tell
1: you something funny. When the players were coming off the bus yesterday, and we may have video of this. He had, he was a confident. He's a confident kid now. We had him on this show, um, and he was kind of cocky, confident, cocky. But he was confident. He he knows he's a good player, and that's really good to see. And he's gotcha. not overbearing with it. It's not over the top.
0: All right, Jerry, Let's go on to linebacker. Uh, clearly, Jalen Ford made
1: probably the best play of the game. You I think? Mean, what do you? The one-handed say? interception. I mean, uh, unbelievable, Bobby. i like. Like, Derek Johnson was great at creating turnovers, but in a different way. And he, But Jalen Ford is a middle linebacker in coverage, is about as good as you'll see. I mean, it's just instincts, but it's great eyes. It's eyes and awareness, right? You don't make one-handed tip interceptions without great eyes and awareness. And uh, that's a guy that lives in the film room. It's obvious in his play got it all right hey want to go to linebacker real quick jerry uh linebacker we gave an
0: a to those guys as far as overall i will say david benda led the team in tackles uh on saturday six tackles for the longhorns however he did have a miscue in coverage let a uh, crossing route leak behind him that was rice's only big play i think it was their biggest play of the entire afternoon on saturday but all in all a good first start for david benda in my opinion Anthony Hill, by the way, saw action, looked like he was – I mean, he's just going to rolling ball a butcher knives yes. kind of guy. I mean, that's yeah. that's who he is, is, is kind of just that, that guy. Uh, all right, uh, before we go to secondary, uh, Jerry, I want to say thank you again uh, to our, our sponsor. Each and every uh, Sunday afternoon's uh, grade section is going to be brought to you by the guys over at the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Uh, Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs – in residential and commercial real estate, construction, business, estate planning, probate, oil and gas, agriculture throughout the throughout Texas. They are a full service law firm. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. That's 281-343-3382. Jerry, uh, the secondary, you and I kind of laughed about this we're going to show f- people the grade that we gave them
1: first. An A or incomplete? <laughs> yeah. I think, it, okay, here's the thing. Here's, I think the A for what you saw, the plays available to be made was an A. I thought Manny Muhammad did a great job making plays on the ball, staying attached, right? Um, he's a freshman. He got lost once, but that's okay. Um, but I thought overall the play was really solid from the secondary. Here's why I think both of uh, you and I said incomplete. Rice couldn't test Texas vertically; they didn't have the they didn't have the athletes to do it. So you have to give them an incomplete on some level, because next week they'll get tested a little bit more athletically. So the Texas DBs knew that Rice couldn't beat them deep, and if you know you can't be beat deep it's a lot easier to break on those footballs and know and have a good idea what Rice is going to do in their passing game, especially when you know you're going to get pressure up front, up the middle against a quarterback that doesn't move laterally well. Uh, So that's why I gave him an incomplete uh, because uh, we still have to see these guys get tested vertically to give them an accurate grade. Uh,
0: Jerry, I will say this. Uh, You mentioned Manny and having a good start. We didn't hear much from Jalen Catalan. Now, they were playing him single high early uh, Jaron Thompson was out for disciplinary reasons. It was said on the telecast for yep. the first uh, quarter of the game. Keaton Crawford, we didn't see much. Uh, Michael Taff, uh, Taffy got beat on the uh, lone touchdown uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, but Terrence Brooks had a pass defended. Uh, Malik Muhammad had a, a pass defended. I thought overall the secondary win tested. Jade Barron had a couple nice tackles and, and
1: uh, run pursuit. Hey, and also I got to say this: Derek Williams looks uh, like a dude. Bobby, he's not just going to be a good player; he's got a chance to be an elite player. Yeah, I absolutely. mean he wasn't an early enrollee. It's pretty rare what he did—the the reactive quickness and just the way he flowed to the football. He's got a chance to be really, really, really good. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, let's talk about the defense as a whole, Jerry. Yep. Where where do you come out? Of, I I thought the defense for Texas. I mean, look, they Rice had a hundred yards total yep. offense going into the fourth quarter they averaged last year 360 yards a game okay yeah, yeah. and it's not I'm, not I'm not trying to say this Rice team is uh, the 5 and 8 team of a year ago i don't know what they're going to end up but you holding a team
1: to 3 to 100 yards in the first three quarters that's a dominate that's a dominant performance i don't care who you're playing against no 100% and, and against a quarterback who started a lot of games and played a lot of college football and the best quarterback Rice has, has had in a while um, so yeah, a, a couple of transfers on the offensive line for Rice. Absolutely, I, th- I think I give the Texas a defense in that game overall grade of A plus. Yeah. Because anytime you hear hold somebody hundred yards in three quarters, I don't care who you're playing, you're winning the line of scrimmage, and you have uh, a team on their heels. And that's the only way. That's the only thing to be argued. Now, does that moving on? Again, secondary hasn't been tested vertically, so don't. Texas fans, I want you to understand that's an A plus for this game. But we still – Texas will still be tested in different ways. Mobile quarterback next week. Can Alabama get behind Texas two or three times and change the way the Texas DBs play? Those are the things we're going to find out more next week that weren't available this week. But they dominated opponent in front of them. I think that Alabama has an
0: has interesting mix to test Texas. We'll talk about that all week long, I think. But reality is Texas defense was the dominant – factor in this game. And what's interesting, Jerry, we didn't give a pluses to any of the individual groups, but the defensive as, as a whole was an a plus, uh, well-coordinated. I thought from Pete Kwiatkowski.
1: And I thought they showed that bare front to Bama a little bit. I thought they got Collins some snaps there. Um, maybe, maybe the Texas staff wanted to see that in game action a little bit. Right. Uh, but yeah, I give the staff, the players an a plus overall, and uh, we got – hey, we got to hit on specialists next because that's an A-plus for me. Oh, I, I put an A. I put an yeah, A. I thought the, we said kicker, A prior the, to kickers it. Kickers A plus special teams A. Okay. <laughs> uh, Burt Auburn, uh, other than the 56-yard uh,
0: field goal attempt that I think had enough distance. It was just uh, which, a little – missed three feet left. Yeah, uh, left. Uh, he had a, a, a really good day, put Texas ahead by two scores and kept them ahead on those opportunities. Had three field goals alone in the first half. Um, I thought Xavier Worthy had a nice punt return. Uh, only one he returned went really
1: well. Uh, and then also – guys like Trey Wisner show up on special teams making plays on, in the kickoff return game. I thought I thought Texas showed some really good signs. Now, here's the thing, too. They didn't try to block a punt yesterday. They kept a lot – now, people talk about well, how much – did how vanilla was Texas. On special teams, they were very vanilla. That's one thing I took from this game. They didn't bring the pressures you're going to see in, in the punt game.
0: Hey, Ryan Sanborn uh, did not get many attempts, but he looked pretty good in your opinion? Yeah, oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, I I think he's a a huge upgrade over last year. And I thought Trejo did a good job, especially coming in late into the program. Uh, But I think Ryan Sanborn is an upgrade there, and I think he'll uh, be impactful for Texas.
0: All right, one week from today, uh, this uh, it's actually six days from now. Going to be a big one in Tuscaloosa, Jerry. Uh, We'll get to that and more uh, later this week, uh, as well as tonight on the live stream uh, at 7 o'clock with myself, uh, Jerry, and Rod Babers uh, joining us. All right, thanks to uh, Jerry Hamilton, uh, to the Texas Longhorns for winning 37-10, to and for all of you guys watching, as well as Tim Rodman
1: and the Rodman Firm. Jerry, you have one last thing? Yeah, some of the players are starting to arrive. It's Bama week, guys. I'm shooting this behind me. The cars are pulling up. The coaches are arriving. The players are arriving. Bama Week is here, guys.